Talk Shoe Live. This episode is being recorded and streamed live on TalkShoe.com. You are joining the online studio. You are unmuted and can speak with the host. These kinds of things that make me really wish these calls were so don't call us, Mr. Long. <laughs> yeah. God, we could have bite back. Huh. <laughs> is he, are you on Facebook, Linda? Uh-huh. Is he, yes, is he on your Facebook, or you, you don't no, know how to read No, we, we parted ways. <laughs> we uh-huh, okay. We've been mad at each other over politics, and it just... We became not friends. Oh, I know. I know how that is. Yeah. Okay. And then some people, some targets will start to think they're a perp, and then the next thing you know, we're friends again. It's like, you know, it's that up and down. You know, it's like, I guess, kind of normal friendships, but it's a little bit different spin on it because then you each keep thinking you're a perp. I mean, if one friend of mine kept saying stuff like, you know, getting mad at me, she'd hang up the phone saying that I'm saying things that make her triggered, like make her think of something that she's, they're putting thoughts in my head to say things to make her upset with me because I'm saying things that she thinks it's, it's making her feel guilty or it's making her angry or it's like about her family. It might be a name I mentioned and I had someone else tell me that and of course Ryan said we could do that to him, right? Because we say things and we say airport cars. So, you know, I, I mean, what do you say? I mean, when somebody's accusing you, and it's like, you know, I try not to do that to other people, you know, like what they're doing well, to me. Yeah. But, you know, but then I, I find myself, I decide, well, I'm going to start telling this person they're doing it to me, but most of the time I never said anything, but now she keeps doing it, saying I'm saying things, or she thinks I'm saying things on purpose, so then I'm just going to tell her, well, guess what? 50 times ago, you said certain things, and I never said anything. But it's kind of triggered me, but I just figured, you know, it's in the creeps, you know, doing putting thoughts, you know. They're doing their their their, their emotional uh, abusive stuff. We using other people around us. So, but um, yeah. So that's you know. Sometimes I feel like I don't want to talk to another so-called team. I a lie. <laughs> and and they didn't worry about friends anymore because it gets to be stressful sometimes. It's good and it's bad. So got to take the bad with the good, I guess. To have friends. I know there's got to be other people on the call. Somebody else want to take the floor? Linda, do you want to talk? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> Besides me? Are you still there, Linda? I'll have a go at this. What's that? You want to talk? Let me get my... Let me get my speakers rearranged here. Okay. Hello? Hi, this is Rap or Rich. Rich? You yeah. Call me Rap or Rich. Hello? Hey, Rap. Hang on one sec. Somebody said something in the background. Did you hear him? Are you still there, the person that said something? Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi. Uh-huh. Who's this? This is Kevin. Oh, hey, Kevin. From New York, right? Yeah. 
Oh, okay. Kevin, you don't talk much. Do you want to talk? <laughs> you got the floor. Uh, no, you not really. Good. How's um? How's everything going? How's the progress going? Uh, I don't know. I heard that they they're actually arresting people. That all those indictments we've been hearing about. I don't know what number they're up to. Last I heard, there were sixty some thousand of them. Which for each indictment, they can uh, name a hundred people. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many is that? 66,000 times 100? <laughs> so we're talking what? Is that, what is that close to a million? Or am I right? Um, but anyway, so that's a lot of gang stalkers and people, handlers, right? If that's what we're talking about. Because they say Karen Stewart thinks that the deep state people that they're trying to get, the human traffickers, the child the pedophiles, human trafficking for children especially, that they're working on getting them out of the picture and sending them off to Guantanamo Bay or wherever and they've actually been secretly arresting people in the deep state supposedly that they're it's coming down the hatch so Karen Stewart thinks it's going to trickle, trickle down because these people are over us too as far as our human when we're human trafficking victims as it is and, and, I, and I'd rather see them go for the ones or get the ones out of the picture that are doing that to children first. I'd, I'd get behind them, of course, if they need to be first. But, uh, but yeah, it's supposed to trickle down into the ones doing this to us because we're all human trafficking victims, you know. Um, but I feel much more sorry for the children than for the adults. So that's what I've heard. That's some encouraging news. It's just we're not hearing about it. It's not going to be talked about, I guess, on you know, the mainstream media. At some point, maybe we'll get... get we'll get the more news about it and hopefully it'll help us in some way. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to try to think positive about it anyway. Okay. What kind of progress are you looking for? Just like to get the criminals behind bars or what? <laughs> what, are you, what, what kind of progress would you like to see? I, I don't really know, to be honest. I hear you. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Mm -hmm. Do you get the voice to skull? No, no. Okay, yeah. I don't either. Are you still in school? You told me you were in school at some point. Are you still going to school? No, I graduated. Oh, good. Okay. So wh what was your degree in? Finance. Okay. So I can't remember if you said, did you get a job in finance yet or you're having trouble? I'm having trouble. Yeah, like the rest of us. <laughs> Trying to find jobs or are not sure if we should even try to find a job. Because they're, of course, going to try to cause a problem. If you do get a job, we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't, you know. Because <laughs> if you get a job, you're going to be perfect at your job. You know that. Mm -hmm. Is that yeah. the kind of, when you talk about doing finance, uh, is, there, is there anything you can do with that from home? I'm not sure. I mean, I'll look into it. Yeah, because um, the reason I ask, it did help me with just my stress in general. When I, I, I got so tired of working in offices around other people before I knew I was targeted, it caused me a lot of stress just dealing with the regular office, so-called politics. And uh, so I started working from home doing the same thing I've been had been doing but um so that gave me a lot of peace in my life working from home which of course these people it was a little working on a computer and a phone so you know they were always in my computer and phone and you know 
the hackers. So that's why I ended up not like losing the last couple of jobs working from home because of these people. But uh, I was able to work for a little while long enough to save up some money at the last job that I'm trying to hang on to for dear life. But uh, I haven't decided yet if I'm going to even try again because at this point there's just no way I can go back to working in an office setting ever again. And if I can't work from home because i got to work on a computer, well, then that means I'd have to apply, I guess, at this point for disability. But I'm trying to... I keep thinking I don't know if I want to go that route either. So I'm just stuck between a rock and a hard place. But if you go to a, um, there's a website online. It used to be a company called Odesk, O-D-E-S-K, but now it's called Upwork, uh, U-P-W-O-R-K. And you can put in different categories for whatever type of work or whatever work you might be interested in doing. And you can have a profile on there and make it private where not everybody can see your resume or, you know, whatever information you put out there, but only the people you, you, you show an interest in certain opportunities and those are the people that can see your private information. I wouldn't live, okay. you know, I wouldn't want to have, I, I wouldn't make it public. You could, there's a button to push for private and then as you look for opportunities, you can send a, a message to let them know you're interested. But there's a lot, a lot of interesting opportunities. I mean, you may not find anything in finance, but maybe something else you might could do or that you might might be interested in. Sure. Some of them pay pretty good, too. The last job I had paid uh, the best I've ever made. But, you know, of course, like I said, I lost that job. But they let me work for, let's see, at that job for how long? I got to stay there for about 14 months. And like I said, it did help because I was able to save up some money that I'm still sitting on. But, you know, it wasn't like if I had to go pay rent right now, that money would be gone in less than a year. <laughs> Especially in America. Now, if I go to Mexico, I could make it stretch a little bit longer, maybe double the time to just spend it. But I don't know. Or more. But I don't think I'm going to Mexico anytime soon. Issue to build the wall. What do you think about the wall? You think it, I've been hearing this to keep us in instead of keeping instead of keeping them out? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Kevin, you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. Um, didn't you say you have your own place? Do you live in an apartment, or what type of setup do you have? I have an apartment. So do you have any trouble with, uh, uh, that's why, that's why I can't, I can't live in a, after this program, I can't live in it, which I'm pretty burnt out anyway on renting places, like especially apartments. I can never rent an apartment again, because they were all in my apartment. Um, I figured this out. They've been coming into my apartment since, 2010 at least, around 2010 to 12 they were coming in and then the la apartment I had last it had mold and leaks all in it and I think that was done deliberately, putting um, you know mold in my place plus uh, leaks, I kept having trouble with leaks and they kept cutting the water off and uh, so they, they had maintenance people involved in mine, do you, do you see any signs of that at your apartment? Um, no. 
No, well, that's good. Do you have any people coming into your apartment when you're not there? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Maybe. It, it, you haven't seen any definite signs of it? They haven't sold anything or anything like that. So I don't know. Yeah. Well, they were... Um, first thing they did in my apartment is turn my clothes inside out. So I go in my closet way before I knew I was being gang right? Years before. And I kept finding my clothes turned inside out on hangers. Just, you know, weird stuff. And I was like, you know, what's going on? I, started, I never did ask my daughter. I started asking her, are you wearing or trying on my clothes or something? Because I knew I would hang them up after I dry them and hang them up the right way, not inside out. And um, so that was the first time when I looked back as far as knowing for sure they were coming into my place. And then I remember a maintenance guy came in one day and he, I, I told him, I said, I work nights if you don't mind. If you ever have to come here, could you please not come? Uh, too early if, if there's any way if you have to come could you come after 12 at late you know like afternoon i said now if you have to come here before that that's fine if you that you know if that's your schedule or whatever but so of course he starts showing up you know next time he comes at night nine nine thirty in the morning you know before noon and so i asked him in a nice yep. way i said don't you remember i i thought you were going to try to come after 12 or you know but if you can help it that's fine he goes and then he looks at me with this kind of creepy look and says in a monotone voice yeah but you're always home. And I thought that was the weirdest, creepiest. And now I look back and I know why he said it. Because he was part of this stuff and he was, they don't like it when you're always home. Because they can't come in as easy or frequently and whatever. You know, I don't know how often you're home. But I was, um, I was working from home, but I still went out some, you know, and had to go do errands and stuff. Uh, so they didn't like it that I was working from home, I guess. Always home, as he said. <laughs> Not always, but a lot. I was home a lot. And then, uh, and I always seemed to have problems where the maintenance had to come in too, more than most people. Okay. Mm -hmm. Most of this affected me when I was in school. It doesn't affect me much anymore. Well, that's good. So yours is more of a situational. I don't know if that's what you'd call it. I've heard of that. Some people claim when they leave the town they're in where they're targeted that it stops, or at least it is not as bad. Yeah. And then I've heard some people say they move and it takes about a month or two to ramp it back up <laughs> to get everybody in position at the new town or whatever. Have you ever left the country? Oh, yeah. Oh, really? What countries have you been to? Uh, China, a few countries in the uh, in Europe. Mm -hmm. What was that like? Was that after you knew you were targeted or before? It, uh, it followed me there, so... Oh, really? Yeah. Because some people claim they don't really get targeted in China. I don't I don't think I believe that. So did you get targeted in China? Yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Do they still have the one baby uh, law or rule or whatever that is? That, that's so crazy. Uh, I'm not sure. 
Oh, okay. I thought that was the most insane thing about that about China. <laughs> yeah. Did you listen to the Robert Duncan interview just now, or right before we got on? Oh, no, I didn't. You missed it? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was pretty good. I mean, I, I caught the tail end of it maybe the last 10, 15 minutes or so, something like that, but it was some good information at the end of the show about grounding Yeah. and protection. Yeah. Sounds so quiet on the line right now. Like nobody else but us is on the line. I'm sure that that's not the case. Is anybody else on besides Kevin and I? Are you still there, Rap? Rich, Rap? Yeah, I'm sitting here listening. Oh, okay. Did you want to add anything? Have you been to China, by the way? Um, yeah, uh, some places. Uh, I've, yeah. I've been to uh, uh, Kowloon and New Territories. Took the legendary Star Ferry from Hong Kong over. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I never did. Never been to Macau. Macau, but, uh, where's that at? Oh, that's that's a little island close to China. Macau oh, is okay. Macau, Macau has the uh, uh, James Bond type casinos. Oh, uh huh. The uh, <laughs> but you did that in China. You, you said you Macau's did that in one China great too? claim. Yeah, I was in China, South China, <laughs> uh, Korea, Vietnam. Mm -hmm. Taiwan. Was that all when you were in the uh, military? All that was. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. It was in time of war. Yeah. Okay. What do you think about? Do they still have that one-child policy in China? Nobody ever talks about that, you know. Uh, well, that was that was part of Chairman Mao's ongoing. Uh, program to modernize China, and uh, it kind of flopped. The uh, you know the, the it, getting getting people to control their their uh, procreation. You know, it's a pretty tough nut to crack. Uh, mm -hmm. And and I I think I think they have kind, they've kind of settled into uh, one one child will be state sponsored. And any children mm -hmm. beyond that are the uh, parents' sole responsibility. And uh, if they fail, uh, if they don't meet standards, then uh, they are summarily uh, removed, uh, uh, sent off to labor, sent off to labor camps, and and, uh, and rigidly monitored. I, I don't. The children, the children, and or the parents. The children and or the parents sent to labor camps. Well, I'm I'm sure that the state the state takes responsibility for for the illegal child, 
Oh, and then um, they are uh, shipped off. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's 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 breaking the law. So uh-huh. uh, there there has to be there has to be some uh, penalty, or or the people will just ignore the law, like they do in America. But, so it's uh, an official so-called law to have one title. But but what what year did they uh, put that in place? Do you know? Uh, well, yeah, the the Red Guard was rounding up uh, dissidents. Uh, let's see, when was that? That was, well, it started in the 50s, and, and uh, I don't know if, well, they're, I don't know how proactive they are now as far as uh, being on the law and order side of things. The... Uh, uh, I I don't know. I really don't know when uh, when Mao proposed uh, the one child uh, act, uh-huh. but uh, it was it was congruent with with a you know a standard uh, communist program that that, that uh-huh. you know the communists they they invariably follow the same uh, <clears throat> methodology as far as. You know the rise, the rise and fall of economies, and uh, and the you know, the imposition. And I mean, China China was uh, initially a very productive, uh, reciprocal, you know, uh, capitalist uh, uh, country, uh, and then uh, you know along came Marco Polo and the opium. Uh, wars and uh, and all that sort of thing, which really really degraded China badly. The, uh, and then uh, and then, well, like like I said, uh, uh, cultural Marxism uh, was a natural. China was was just grossly overpopulated and uh undereducated and people people were eating <laughs> everything i think including each other uh which you're talking was, about before you know, they instituted the one child policy they were overpopulated is that what you're referring oh yeah to yeah yeah because i mean isn't that the only country that has a policy like that or a law about the one child uh, or any number of children that you can have yeah as far as i know I, I don't know why North Korea never followed suit, but I, I think North Korea is kind of somewhat, <laughs> it's, it's sort of like the world's research lab for uh, that, that, that sort of uh, government and culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, North Korea is very draconian uh, with its people. Uh, China, China has, now, now that, now that that it has, you know, use the resources that the massive uh, population reduction uh, provides. You know, they have they have gone from uh, quite quite predictably. You know, from a a very downtrodden mess uh, of a country. You know, it, into a, a military industrial superpower. You know, and that was that's 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 one of the one of the goals of of communism uh, is to uh, basically, remove the defective and uh, and upgrade the general population as far as uh, intelligence and capability. 
quite understandably. So uh, you, you end up uh, and and where they're at right now, you know, is they are there on the upside of things. The standard of living in China is just going up through the roof. Uh, so uh, they're the 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 people, you know, have lot a lot more opportunity for a better life but it's still i mean compared to america which is uh going down <laughs> going down on the other side uh you know they're they're uh uh they're implementing all kinds of uh policies they're they're uh you know putting modern technology into play um you know the life life the, the life in in china uh, it is now, you know, I, I don't know. In my mind, I'm trying, I'm trying to draw these scales. You know, the the there is more opportunity. Uh, the the intelligence of the general population has been dramatically increased, and uh, that that creates a situation where uh, organized crime can really get a leg hold. You know, you got to watch out for organized crime. So. Yeah, they're 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 kind of on top of that in some respects, and actually, actually, all all governments are like half and half. There's a balance between uh, organized crime and uh, the 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 government that people believe they have. You know, so there there's there's always this uh, interplay back and forth, back and forth. Uh, but the, yeah, well, you know. Uh, I, I really can't say, you know, uh, absolutely what year uh, the one-child policy was implemented, and uh, but I but I do know <clears throat> that the the Chinese the tradition strong tradition strong tradition cultural um, ethos and beliefs in those people. I mean, it's it's in their blood, and. Uh, uh, one of, one of those was uh, that the the male uh, de determines you know the the uh, integrity of the of the offspring. So uh, they've been they've been killing uh, their their uh, female children. They've been selling them wholesale. <laughs> they uh, to, to the through through the black market. Uh, and that sort of thing, which has really given China a black eye. It's it is uh, it's really uh, problematic for them, you know, on on the uh, international political level. So uh, mm -hmm. I I think they have. I don't know what sort of measures they've taken uh, to mm -hmm. stop that. Uh, and and uh, it it's kind of an irony, uh, you know, when you when you start upsetting the natural balance of any equation that uh, mm -hmm. the wealthy Chinese are now buying brides uh, from other countries, <laughs> which is, oh. <laughs> it's, 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 it's uh, you know, it, it's, it's fairly comical in a lot of respects and, and uh, incredibly uh, draconian and horrifying in other respects. Mm -hmm. But uh, I, I, I have, I have watched the, uh, the communist countries, when I was in school, we were all told, you know, communists are evil, kill communists and uh, that sort of thing. And that, that was the type of programming we got. And uh, I had, I had an old, my dad bought 
my dad was kind of he liked to go to auctions you know and get a deal and he he got this old uh radio which was uh uh in its day you know was probably pretty darned expensive but he drug this radio home and gave it to me and said here see if you can fix it uh so i did took me a long time uh mowing lawns and <laughs> and 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 getting getting nickels and dimes together to to buy these old uh to replace these old vacuum tubes in the back and uh, i finally got it working and i built my own antenna and uh, uh my, my one of the very first things i was capable of listening to was uh uh russia uh, there america had a propaganda uh uh radio uh, uh, program they called Radio Free America, and and mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. Well, Russia came out and they started broadcasting Radio Free America, uh, but but from the other perspective, you know, like we want to free Americans from the the, the grips of the evil capitalists, mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I I I started listening to all that and. Uh, you know, pretty pretty soon, I, I I really got fascinated with the difference between what mainstream media in America was projecting and what mainstream media in Russia was projecting. You know, us about them and them about us, and uh, mm -hmm. those those were the uh, you know heady days of uh, uh, equal rights. And uh, you know, uh, Martin Luther King was was about to to be put up as, as a uh, savior and living God in flesh. And uh, mm -hmm. Malcolm, Malcolm X was actually my favorite uh, of, of all, all the uh, uh, black uh, nationalists that, that, that were uh, fighting, fighting with, with the black socialists uh, for political capital. And, uh, oh, let me ask you. He wasn't a was he ever he wasn't ever a Black Panther, was he? Mac, Malcolm X. I think he created the Black Panthers. I was trying to yeah, I was thinking that my, he might have been a Black Panther. Yeah, you know what I and, thought about? Yeah. The 70s, I think it was more women yeah. were Black Panthers than men in the seventies. I think it was. <laughs> Yeah, I, you know, I, most people think of men. I don't know. You know, I, I, I just yeah. read that recently. I was telling you something I recently found out or read. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I know uh, the um, the nationalist uh, uh, black movement was uh, incredibly racist. Uh, Cassius Clay, who later on became uh, that that boxer, Muhammad Ali. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, he he was he was a uh, black nationalist. He was he was very racist, and, and uh, uh, that sort of thing kind of kind of gained a, a little popularity. But uh, uh, the the uh, the idea of uh, racial nationalism uh, in America is is pretty much dead now. It's it's been obliterated. It, it no longer has political value. Well, now he was anti-war, wasn't he? Didn't he refuse to go? Look, oh yeah. Did they try to draft him? Did they try to draft uh, Muhammad Ali? Into yeah. War. Yeah. The uh, well, the 
the uh, that that's kind of a was a funny development actually to, to to my way of thinking. And of course, I'm not I'm not proposing that I'm some sort of a know-it-all, but I, I do often come off that way. Uh, I love to listen to myself talk, but the uh, yeah, let me see, uh, Malcolm X. Uh, he he wanted very badly to uh, to implement the Emancipation Proclamation. And a lot of people don't know is that uh, uh, after after the Civil War, uh, every, everybody was all about uh, you know getting getting the Africans back in their own country. And uh, the part of the Emancipation Proclamation uh, included creating a country that's still there in Africa. I think it's Liberia, something mm-hmm. like that. You know, sort of, sort of an African Haiti, uh, which which America also created, uh, primar- primarily for for blacks to live. But the uh, <clears throat> Malcolm X wanted. Oh, so wanted, he thought they wanted, could have their own country. He thought they should have their own country, the blacks, and there's different countries than what? Well, he he thought he thought the uh, black Americans should have their own country. That they should they should have their own own country and their own government and their own uh, economy, which mm-hmm. is very much uh, anti-theatical to the American way, so to speak. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, but he was gain he was gaining a lot of steam. And, and I, I I really think that Martin Luther King kind of went rogue. I think he he was he he well he he was walking the fine line, you know, as far as a political figure. And, and oh, I, he was, I think you know, he, he was a targeted individual. <laughs> you know, they were spying well, on him heavily during Co and Tell Pro days, and they were watching him, and they had Mike well, in the yeah. room when he took the hotel, and they claimed he was well. That's why he that's why he was targeted. Known his wife. That's yeah. that's why he was targeted. That's why he was targeted. That's to, my, to my way of thinking. What? Because he was what? Be, because uh, he well well Martin Luther King and Rosa Parks were both uh, uh, indoctrinated in the Frankfurt School of Marxist Socialism, and then that was their entire backing. Uh, you know that's that's where all their money came from. All all the uh, invisible money that that seems to appear out of nowhere to to promote particular people. <clears throat> and so he he was fully fully backed. Uh, you know by by the uh, uh, for, for for lack of a better uh, expression, you know the communist banker banking systems. You're talking about Martin Luther King. Yeah. Okay, communist. Yeah. Yeah, all that all that stuff with uh, Selma and all of that that that, that big uh, media circus, you know, it was all produced. It was it was orchestrated uh, and scripted and produced uh, to to uh, have have a a particular effect on the American population. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it also but, it really pitted, uh, it really stirred up the, the, a lot of people. The segregation issue was just that they still use that today. I mean, that's been one of the biggest things. Besides playing Democrat against Republican, it's black versus white, and of course now Hispanic versus white, and Hispanic versus black, and you know they always kind of keep the race war going. That's been well, that's, yeah, that's that's all part and parcel of the big big overall plan. <laughs> Yeah, look at the look at just in his, historically, all civil all civilizations have a natural cycle, and you know some some are very short lived and some go for thousands of years, but they all have the same basic uh, political cycle. You know, they they start out uh, as as fascists, and uh, the people that start new countries and new civilizations generally. Uh, are battle-hardened veterans uh, and uh, and survivors of uh, um, what, whatever whatever type of affliction uh, ha- has uh, pushed them into that mindset. So they all, they all start out as very hardened, uh, very very uh, uh, Freudian <laughs> uh, uh, thinkers, and 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 they, th- there is there is a uh, particular ethos that goes along with that, you know, very conservative, uh, very, uh, you know, uh, mistrusting of outsiders, uh, so on and so on and so on. And then, then, then it's. Well, do you think it was his ties to communism and, and, well, of course, the fact that he was pushing segregation, I mean, not, what do you call it, not segregation, um, Coming together, what do you call um, bringing the blacks and whites together? You know, and, and against segregation. No. So, you think, I'm talking about Martin Luther. No, King. That was that was that was part of that's always been part of the overall plan. But I mean, do you think was, he was targeted more so? I didn't know about the communist ties or whatever you were talking about. You think that because they had that red scare and that what they called it, the where you know they were having everybody McCarthyism when they were like. Yeah. Just, not just Martin yeah. Luther King, but celebrities and different people were being targeted back then because they were so-called communists, or you know, you know. Yeah. Let me let me go back to the basics here because we can complicate this conversation all out of proportion so easily by by yielding to what I call the the soap opera complex. And I, 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 I look at all media, you know, as a, a scripted soap opera. And, and in my, my opinion, it is, you know, all, all, all of these media events and stuff, you know, that, uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that fills classrooms and, and uh, you know, gives the kids something to think about while they're maturing. 99% of it is never taught truthfully it's never taught in its 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 actual uh enlightening eye-opening aspects and they and and the the main reason for that is most people are just and and i'm going to sound like a real a-hole here but they're just not mentally equipped they're they're not their minds aren't evolved to the point where where these concepts uh uh permeate and the concepts mm-hmm. themselves directly conflict the real, real 
uh, 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 eye-opening education is uh, generally relegated to uh, private schools and, and, and particular schools like the Frankfurt School that are, uh, you know, about uh, indoctrinating uh, uh, kids uh, who are mm-hmm. intelligent and, and capable of, of assuming the responsibilities of, of, of their commitment. And by that, their parents' commitment and their grandparents' commitment, and so on and so forth. Does that make sense? I mean, it's 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 to me, to me, it's a very very simple uh, uh, way of looking at the at the big picture. And okay, like, well, like I was, of you, they play the history. Uh, Victor writes the history or history books. So, who's writing our history books in our public schools, really? If you really get down to the, really telling the winners of the last war, <laughs> right. the winners. I mean, of the last if, we could, war. if we could really say, I'd be interested to know who actually really is putting what in the history books. Like nobody's ever really talked about. I mean, they said people mean, was right history, but who are they? Who, who? I mean, when we talk about the government, uh, these are public schools set up by the government. So, which department in our government would be responding? I mean, there's the Department of, of course, Education. But who ultimately, you know, like supposedly the CIA writes the news for mainstream media, or at least in certain cases when it comes to the military or or government and so-called national security. I've heard CIA and some of the reporters at the CIA supposedly attend meetings like CFR, Council on Foreign Relations. Some of our top mainstream media people for decades now have been attending those meetings, you know. After after World War Two, after after World War Two, uh, the the CIA became uh, a, a nexus for for the uh, uh, German intelligence uh, community. You know the CIA, the German intelligence community basically created the CIA uh, for for the the bankers. And the bankers, the bankers are are the if you if you if you look at the entire population of the planet as slaves, that really helps too, because we are all slaves. You know, we 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 all we all serve the the next tier of guys in flesh that that uh, tell us, you know, what to think, how to feel, and and guide and control us. Uh, actually, no, no different than than parents will will raise their children. You know, they, you, you, you want your and and you know at at the top of the pyramid uh, is is a, a belief system that doesn't even consider us to be human beings. And this oh, is the yeah. way they live. The useless, this the, is, the useless eaters. Wasn't that Henry Kiss, Kissinger that called us that? The useless eaters. I know he said some derogatory stuff. Oh, oh well, yeah, there's there. About the military men, too. Have you heard that quote? Henry Kissinger's yeah. quote about military men and or women? There, there, I forgot what that Throughout history, there, there, have, there have been, you know, these people who broke Omerta. And if Kissinger broke Omerta, well, that was that was all designed to have a particular impact. If he broke Omerta, if he was talking out of church, he would be dead. Guaranteed, you know. So, you know, like I said, it's all a big soap opera. Well, let me ask you this: They talk about the one percent, and then sometimes you'll hear it's two percent, three percent. 
and I don't know what number that would be if we're talking how many people in the world, when you take 1% of that, are really running things and own most of the wealth. Is that, do you think that's really 1%? Does that sound about right still? No, I think it's I mean, a lot it's less than that. A lot less? I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's like an onion. You know, I mean, you got this, you got this, this center of the onion that nobody ever sees, but it actually, you know, it, it, it was, is, is the core from which the rest of the onion grew, you know, and at the core, you know, at the core are, are, uh, incredibly intelligent geniuses. I mean, just, just, uh, uh, and, and these geniuses, they kind of orbit, you know, around the controlling interests, and that these are the people who decide uh, how to have wars, uh, how how to orchestrate the the human uh, drama, uh, and and like I said, you know, uh, basic basically act like well, uh, agrarian agrarian farmers uh, uh, grooming. Uh, wild stock into domestic uh, animals you know that's 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 been the, the you know ongoing uh, program for many 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 thousands of years in my opinion mm-hmm. and these uh, these these uh, mysterious invisible uh, characters you know they 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 control everything they're they're like the the mind of humanity uh, sending out mm-hmm. signals, you know, to to the body. They're they're the they're like the, the man behind the curtain and the Wizards of Oz. Don't look behind the curtain. <laughs> In that movie, yeah, sort of like that. Man, uh, but, the tree, but the reason uh, they want the, the reason the they reason the reason they go to such extremes to to remain absolutely vi- invisible is obvious. You know, you know, you know. I, you, uh, you, uh, this is reminiscent of when the uh, Spanish first appeared uh, in force, uh, and then they came in in their sailing ships. Mm-hmm. And then there's an old urban legend. I don't know how true it is, but apparently, apparently, uh, a, a, uh, a tribal. Uh, Wizard, a, a witch doctor, uh, uh, the seer of seers and prognosticator, prognosticators. You know, all tribes have them. But the, uh, he he was set uh, to look at this thing because nobody could really see it. I mean, it was it was there, but it wasn't there. It was like it was appearing out of another dimension. But but in fact, to 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 those. Uh, proto-humans in South America, their minds were not not equipped. They they they, they didn't have the uh, the evolved ability to to look at alien uh, phenomena and actually see it. And uh, you know, and, and and I'm not saying you know that propensity doesn't still exist in us today. But uh, the the well, I've heard uh, that Christopher Columbus didn't even discover America. Okay. But- I'll make the story short. I'll make the story short, and then you can talk to your heart's content. Uh, the The upshot was, you know, that that the Spanish came in and they were gods, 
they were treated like gods because they fulfilled their some uh, tribal hoodoo uh, esoteric uh, teachings about gods. So they were actually treated like gods. And then, and, and, you know, of course, the Spanish, you know, they, they weren't about to argue that, you know. So uh, things went along. And then, then of course, uh, these people started thinking, you know, these gods are not, not the, uh, the great blessing that, that the prophecy told us they would be uh and, and, and in fact they're they're uh we they there were they, the spanish brought all these wonderments for them all all of these uh uh products of of western civilization for them to ooh and ah over you know and uh oh well, whiskey <laughs> you know uh drugs uh, <laughs> the, i mean the best of the best along with the worst of the worst so, you know, eventually those people uh, uh, evolved their, their minds uh, through, through trauma and, uh, you know, uh, all, all the afflictions of, of evolution evolved to the point where they realized one of them got, got mad enough to attack one of the gods and the god bled and all the people saw the red blood and suddenly they realized yeah we've been shafted we've been screwed big time you know uh, these these cats bleed let's kill them okay and that's why that's why these those people that 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 invisible minority at the top of the pyramid you know that's why they go to such extremes to stay stay invisible because uh you know some somebody with with the uh access codes to a you know, a, a nuclear cruise missile could uh, get get an attitude and reprogram just on just just because they've got a, they're having a bad hair day, uh, reprogram to 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 go turn turn one of these uh, ancient houses of controllers you know into an ashtray. Okay, I'm done. It just made me laugh thinking about bad hair day about Donald Trump and having access to the so-called button here and the and then the way his hair they make fun of his hair. I don't know. It came across my mind when you said the bad hair day. So, as I recall, somebody asked at the start of the show, asked a question, and I thought, boy, that's an interesting question, and now I can't remember what it was. Does anybody remember? You mean at the start of this show? Yeah. The, oh, cause, was Linda on? Linda, do you know Linda? Was she on talking or... I'm starting to think of what, what point you meant. I don't know if you're talking about. I think, or... you know, I I think it had something to do with uh, uh, drawing attention away from the afflictions of being a TI. Oh. How do you do it? Well, I think that the conversation turned it to. To that, you know, uh, uh, the she, uh, not she, wanting people to know that we're doing stuff like that because it looks crazy. You, you, Linda said, so, "I don't know if that's what you mean, but you know, something that she oh. worried that looks like on her feeling." Uh, I'm trying to 
throw out things that might trigger what you're talking about. I just know we were talking about the insulation and, and uh, yeah. what's the other word? Insulation is another word, protection. Well, ceramics, ceramics, insulation, yeah. shielding. Uh, <clears throat> there are all That's kinds good. of names for uh, keeping. Binaural, keeping binaural uh, <laughs> different, different radiations uh, away away from uh, heart and mind. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I wanted to know. There for a second. Ceramic tile was made of, or tile. I'm thinking <clears> yeah. about ceramic tile. I don't know what that's made of, and so I thought maybe I could make well, ceramic, to put on my... Well, ceramic, yeah. Uh -huh. Ceramic is, is a pretty fair electrical insulator, but where ceramic really stands out is uh, against uh, heat radiation. <clears throat> ceramics, oh. you know, cer ceramics have, have been what, you know, we've we've lined our, our stoves with for ages, and it's, there, it's mm -hmm. also the, the stuff that they, they use on the space shuttle you know, for for uh, the heat of re-entry, sort of a sacrificial layer. Uh, so yeah, ceramics is, as far as I know, ceramics works excellent for heat. Uh, they use for it. Heat, they use not it. for cold. Not for cold because it's cold itself. When you step on, I know when you step on tile and it's cold already outside or in here in the house, it's going to be cold when you step on. Well, ceramics. So, like ceramics in a stove serves two purposes. It keeps the outside cool and the inside hot. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> okay, but when we talk about tile, is tile always ceramic tile or is there different types of tile? Because well, generally, yeah, generally all tile is, is, is ceramic. Uh, okay. You can buy ceramic grout. You know, at at the hardware store, and mix your own mm -hmm. up. Uh, uh, ceramic grout is used actually uh, to fill the gaps between tile. You know, oh, and, that's and what it, that is. It, I'm glad you told me. It's called ceramic grout, not just grout. Okay, so it's very good. Get it's, ceramic grout. Okay, it's very good stuff because enough. you know it's it it's slightly flexible. So when the tiles expand and contract, you know, from from uh, temperature variations, you know, the, the, the idea is you don't get these cracks in between the grout and the tile. And, and it's, it's actually, you know, uh, formulated uh, for that purpose. So it does, it's not like, uh, oh gosh, like uh, concrete. Now concrete's a form of ceramic too, but okay. uh, concrete. Concrete's not flexible. Concrete cracks, and actually, ceramic tiles crack too. Oh yeah, so, I really don't like ceramic because it's hard to clean. But let me ask you this: especially in a bathroom surrounding, I said I'd never have a tile around my bathroom ever again. In the shower, it's such a pain in the butt to clean. But what about if someone were to take the ceramic grout? Would is does this sound logical, or would this work? You said it's flexible. Could I make a paste like or a plaster? And because you said it's a grout, I'm assuming it comes like a powder. You mix it with liquid like water, and then could I put it on my van wall to in insulate? Would that be an insulator? Yeah. Or would that yeah. Well, yeah, you're, that uh, plaster has been used for ages uh, to, to uh, finish uh, inside walls. Uh, they're... Uh, you you get into these really really old houses, and when you start pulling the wall downs, you know you're not pulling down sheetrock or or 
uh, well, sometimes paneling, but the, but the uh, lesser expensive and more durable uh, alternative has always been plaster. And they, what they do is they, they, uh, you have your studs, you know, in the framing of your house, and uh, then uh, these little boards called uh, lath pieces are are placed horizontally. Okay, and then uh, once that's done then the whole works gets uh, chicken wire stapled to it. And then uh, you're, you're uh, it used, used to be a, a, a you know, a, a very uh, a skilled craft that has, you know, basically disappeared with the invention of sheetrock and other means. But yeah. Uh, That's not the stuff they use for Adobe. Is, is that what you're talking about when they say Adobe homes or is that the same type no. of stuff or is that? No. No, Adobe is is very crude compared to plaster. Plaster is very fine, and uh, okay. you know, depending on how it works, you know, it, it could actually come out, you know, looking like uh, some exotic stone or something. You know, it, it all depends on the plaster workers. Uh, you know abilities and what the customer wants you know you, you know the 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 old uh, churches you see that that have the 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 beautiful cornice work you know along along where where the where where two two planes meet you know like like between a a, a ceiling and a wall you know and they'll have these this just absolutely beautiful cornice work you know and and on and and all all of that is uh plaster work it's all ceramics that's all the ceramics you're talking about and so i could get something i'd go into like home depot and i wonder what what it's, it's a powder form starts out is that what you mean the ceramic uh, yeah grout? And yeah and then what if they come in like paint cans i don't know what what Bags. You buy it, you buy it in bags like cement. Bag. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just get a bag of grout. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, if if you if you just go to do this and play with it yourself, be aware that that stuff sets really really fast. Okay. I mean, it's yeah, like four times four times faster right. than concrete. So, you know, mix oh. up a little bit, mix up a little bit and uh, you know, it. work it, work Why it into it your project. Like, yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't dump the whole bag really out into a bucket and mix it. <laughs> <laughs> if you dump the well, whole bag, mix it up. I don't want to in my van until I test it a little bit, maybe first. Yeah. Way, You're, You're going to end up with a really good boat anchor. So if I mix this stuff up, uh, is, is, and, and I can just put it up the walls and on the floor, and it's not going to drip down or fall down, right? I mean, it's not. you're saying it's pretty sturdy, but it's flexible, but it's sturdy enough that it dries pretty quick and all, what you're saying? Well, no. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna put it on anything other than a a, uh, a floor type surface, you know, if you're gonna put it on a wall or a ceiling. Uh, then, then, then you're talking about plaster work, which is uh, uh, require requires something a matrix for for the plaster to adhere to, and the worker has to know has to absolutely know what they're doing. They don't want the plaster too thick, and they don't want it too thin. It's got to be just right. And like I said, it's really fast setting. So the lead lag time between you where you get to get the the mixture just right, and you start applying it. 
you know, is is very short. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, the, 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 the lining in my van, it's not metal anymore. Somebody sprayed, uh, before I bought it, they had sprayed a liner in there. You know what I'm talking about? That black kind of rough liner. You know, oh, yeah, the you stuff they put in about. pickup a bed, beds. Like a bed liner in a truck? It's all yeah, in the back of yeah. my van. And I, that might I be like that stuff. Too, is what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm just wondering if that would be better than to stick it to straight. I'm not sticking it straight to metal because it's already got this rough kind of liner. So I wonder if plaster would stick better to that than say just smooth, you know, metal. Yeah. Running well, up the stuff, wall and falling the floor. Yeah, that stuff is just a a high. Uh, what am I trying to say? It's it's a, a low durometer plastic. In other words, it's kind of you put you could push on it with your fingernail and make a dent, you know. I'm so if you're any, 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 any type of like any any yeah. yeah any type of adhesive that you would want to use with that would be you know I think that uh, uh, so one, one thing there's there's a particular brand of spray on contact cement. And I, I can't think of the name of it, but I guarantee you, if you ask the guy in the hardware store, the guy or gal, I'm sorry, in the hardware store, you know, uh, they could tell you. Uh, a spray can? It comes in a spray can? Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, it's, it's real popular. It's real popular throughout the industry because, well, number one, it's so clean and easy to use. And number two, you know, it works gangbusters. I think, I, I don't think it's, it's all that different than the contact cement that comes in a can, uh, like, like they use for uh, uh, putting down like a Formica countertop. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then other adhesive applications. It's good stuff. You use it right, but there again, you got to follow the directions. So is that like for insulation? If you were going to use it in a, in a van for, because I need for insulation is what my main purpose of having some something to put on the floor and walls is for insulation purposes and oh, something that doesn't okay. look too bad, but and not too hard to clean. I think well, people are covering their walls and floors with like wood, and I don't want something that I can't. Uh, I'd rather apply something directly. That's um, I don't. I don't like the idea of putting wood. Or I'm just afraid of mold. And for one thing, I need something. Oh, that's another thing. Mold resistant. You know, like something that uh, which I think. Well, is, uh, I can't tell you for. I can't tell you for absolute certain. But uh, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure contact cement would work with those uh, styrofoam panels that you can buy at the hardware store for cheap. You know, there's styrofoam on one side, and they got foil oh. on the other side. Mm -hmm. They're ins insulation panels. Oh, and maybe spray it, spray it on that. You're talking about? Yeah, yeah. Panel. I would, I would try that first, and and if that didn't work, I would buy buy a can of that stuff. Uh, that uh, have you ever seen that liquid foam stuff that you can you can squirt into a hole and it grows? Mm -hmm. It actually you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, uh, spray foam insulation, which a lot of people are against that for you. They, they've tested it, different people. And you know what some people are using is cork. That's supposed to prevent moisture, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And they have cork granules. So I thought about mixing some of that in with, like, some lime. That was another mix I was thinking about. But it's very expensive, I think, lime is. 
Wait, before I forget that, what was the last idea I'm jotting down from that before I go past Oh, jeez. Styrofoam panels, yeah. Styrofoam. Don't take me to the, don't take me to the bank. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, that, those, those panels, uh, uh, kind of, kind of an interesting thing. They they are so light, and and you if they're if they're yeah. if they're put to, if they're put together uh, uh, correctly, you could actually build an ultralight airplane and fly it around. <laughs> mm -hmm. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, some people yeah. do use styrofoam for insulation in their vehicles in the back, like yeah. vans. I've heard people doing yeah. styrofoam. Yeah, and you can you can. Uh, you you can do uh, like a, uh, you you can make it just I mean incredibly strong uh, if you, if if it's if it's bonded you know to uh, other materials you know you can you can have you can have this really ultra light just incredibly strong uh, material I I, I, uh, I I went to a uh, years ago uh, experimental aircraft association meeting and. Uh, they were uh, they were demonstrating graphite, uh, carbon graphite, which which comes comes in these uh, you know very very thin microscopically thin sheets, and they were they were uh, they were bonding the graphite to something. It might have been might have been some greatest styrofoam. But uh, they had a little demonstration, and, and you could actually, you go, you go in and you, you, you give them a few bucks, and, and they'd give you the materials, and then everybody had their own little workstation, like a classroom, and you built these things, and uh, af and and it didn't take long for the adhesive to uh, cure, but after the adhesive was cured, uh, you could you could actually set this piece that you built between a couple of on top of a couple of bricks and jump on it. I mean, it was it was like wow, <laughs> yeah, demonstrating how strong it was. You know, the technology. Mm -hmm. Well, I was so, trying to keep uh, like use a chemical I, to glue stuff. Like I don't about those styrofoam panels. I still have to attach it. So. I just like the idea of taking some type of plaster and applying it directly to the walls and floor. I, don't, I just don't, I've never heard of anybody doing that. So uh, I've well, seen a lot of videos of how to insulate your van or make a camper van and set it up with the insulation. I, I don't know if you can use anything like I'm talking about, like a plaster. I don't know if you can get it in the hardware store. I don't know if you can get this stuff in the hardware store, but another idea that pops to mind is uh, you can buy uh, foam insulation uh, with a foil back, and it is an insulator. They 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 use it uh, in industry to to in, in particular applications, and and it's kind of ironic because this stuff uh, back back in the day when they had ice houses, you know, and uh, uh, to, and and that sort of thing, they actually did insulate with cork. But this this is this is the this is the latest greatest uh, evolution, and I, I I imagine it's incredibly inexpensive to buy, and uh, you can get it in varying thicknesses. I I don't know, uh, you know what what how much insulation you want. You know if you want this stuff this thing like the inside of a stove or you know do you just want a, a little <laughs> moderate insulation, you know to to allow the heat to dissipate on. On hot days, you know, it's uh, 
but not not yeah, not, not a big big brain strain, but uh, a consideration. Yeah, I, I think that's what I would do. I would find some of that stuff. And if you couldn't if you couldn't get it at a hardware store, then you would go to uh, places like uh, uh, well, like uh, furnace furnace equipment supplies. People that people that repair uh, furnaces. Uh, uh, someplace like that. Yeah, and most of those places will sell. You want to call first to make sure that they'll they'll sell it to you retail, but most of them will. You're talking about uh, foam insulation covered with them, kind of like the reflectives or whatever the silver. Yeah, silver let me let me let me see if maybe maybe you have seen this in in a different form. Uh, well, you I can buy I this. You can buy this stuff in a roll. It's sticky back. Yeah. It's got yeah, it's sticky back. You peel the tape off. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, if about? I was going to do something like that, that's one thing I thought about. If I do something, I want it to be something that's easy to get off. If I need to remove it, you know what I mean? Or if I want yeah, to at sure. some point, or you know, if it started to cause a problem for some reason. But I'm definitely wanting something that's anti, like mold resistant, mildew, and also yeah. rodent. <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're aware exactly aware of what I'm talking about are you it sounds I've seen a lot of different types of insulation people have used and everybody can yeah. talk about oh the greatest thing is that reflectance and then they decided no it's not because they're getting mold and there's a lot of condensation behind it if you attach it directly yeah. to the walls of your vehicle right well, and I think the, the, uh, the most common the most common application is, uh, and you you get it from the hardware store, and it's in a real thin little, uh, real thin roll, and you put it around the inside of your door jam, so that when you close your door, it's absolutely airtight, no drafts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and other like windows. Window, they use it with on windows, you know. So when you when you swing the window closed, you know, it, it, you get this really nice tight uh, seal with with no no drafts. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Only this stuff comes in. Uh, I, I I believe I I actually saw used some one time that was like a four feet, three or four feet wide mm-hmm. roll. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comes in different lengths, but three or four feet wide. Yeah. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. if you if you want to like goof around on the internet, you know, uh you look look at uh there there's a company called Granger that I, I think sells it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you heard it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you, what, you, what search terms would I use to find it? You yeah. Know the name of it, right? So, what, what would you I would call it insulator foam. Okay. Insulating foam. Mm-hmm. Foil-backed foam rubber, something along those lines. Which would be more expensive. You don't, think, but, you don't think that stuff. Oh, another good insulator that people are using is just rubber in their vans. Like one guy yeah. put rubber um, uh, 
I can't remember if it was under or over wood. It like it was yeah. over the wood that he put on the floor. But see, I don't, I'm trying to stay away from wood. I mean, it, it attracts mold and mildew, wood does, but not only that, um, uh-huh. it's heavy. I don't want, you know, I don't want anything too heavy to put on the walls and floor yeah. and stuff. So. I wonder if we're we're yeah. I wonder if we're kind of taking the show over here. Is there anybody else out there that wants to get a word in? Oh yeah, anybody want to jump in? Usually people do when they're ready, but yeah, anybody can jump in. Okay. I guess should we be quiet for a few minutes? Um. Well, let's see. Anybody want to talk? I'm. I'm out of coffee. I have to go next door and steal a cup from baby girl, my daughter. I'll go steal a cup of coffee from her. You drinking coffee at midnight or whatever time? It's after midnight, isn't it? Like three in the morning? Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember what the question was. I remember somebody asked... Uh, uh, what, do, what, do you, what do you do? Oh, yeah, and I can see how, how the... The question segued into what we're talking about, you know, what do you, what do you, what do you do to uh, uh, m- mitigate the effects of, of TI stuff? Yeah, radiation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I've I think I think reducing stress, uh, you know, is is also a big benefit, and. Uh, um, yeah. And, and and my 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 one axiom that I have lived by since I retired is, you know, I do what I love, I love what I do, you know, I eat when I'm hungry, I sleep when I'm sleepy. <laughs> not not the sort of lifestyle oh, yeah, Linda, anybody can have. We, yeah, it was Linda that asked about that that asked the question about how yeah. to handle the dealing with the stuff, and so I said music was my greatest. You call it building. <laughs> as far as emotionally listening to music helps me tremendously, and I do. I just um, I don't listen to music like I used to. But one thing I can't turn it off uh, is I bite, and usually when I start to try yeah. to turn it up and enjoy it, somebody comes along and <laughs> I have to turn it back down. <laughs> Ryan says he's on the way. Oh, okay. Let's see. Somebody here, wide-eyed, he's saying uh, perps have been microwaving my intestines. That's got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Ryan is saying, oh, my God, Mary, I am so sorry, hon. Hmm. I'll bet there's a story there. Oh, what are you reading? Oh, about? I'm sorry. Where did you read that at? The chat? <laughs> yeah, it's in the text chat. Oh, yeah, I can't read it. I can't look at the chat and be because I'm on a different. Well, my device is not a smartphone. It's a regular flip phone. So when I call in, I don't. Oh, God. I can't see the chat. Right now, I mean, I could if I wanted to get out my tablet. 
I use auto pay for my cell phone. And uh, this is great. So, uh, it's it's a cheapy. It's a cricket, but it it yeah. does everything. I mean, it's it's a it's a whiz bang phone, and I've never had any trouble with it. Wait a minute, it. are you talking about that company gotta, cricket? Is that the name of the company? Yeah. Cricket? Yeah. Now, aren't they part yeah. of AT and T now? I got no idea. Uh, I, I got I, excited I, when I saw that. I said, a new company. <laughs> I took I took a uh, I took a big trip this summer. I mean, it's the biggest trip I've taken in years, and uh, the uh, gal that uh, was going to meet me and be my chauffeur, she told me to get a cricket because I had this crap burner that I mean it had I mean you know you had to practically be standing under a cell tower for it to work, and. Uh, so yeah, she told me get a cricket, they're better, and I, I I checked it out, and sure enough, you know, they had the the type of coverage that I needed because I wanted I wanted my phone on the trip, and I've never had any problems with it. It's uh, like two gigabytes, and it's thirty five bucks a month, and so you know, it's it's not not the, like a cheapy. My old burner, I think it was ten bucks a month, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, I got a mess. I got now, a text wait a message. You're talking from, about the actual phone is called a cricket, or it's just the company's called cricket, or both. It's, it's no, no, no. Uh, the the phone is an LG. Okay, you're saying the service is under cricket, and it's thirty. How much for two gigs of data? How much did you say in a month? Thirty-five dollars a month. Oh yeah, that is good. Um, well, I pay. Uh, I have the prepaid AT and T, which I need to get away from them. But anyway, they're they're in cahoots with our government big time. I mean, I'm sure all the phone companies pretty much are, but AT&T and Verizon are the two biggest ones for selling out the American people to our government for spying on us. But anyway, yeah. so, uh, but AT&T has been, they're always, has been reliable. But yeah, I pay like $25 a month, let's see. Yeah, it's 25 a month for unlimited calls and texting, but no data. So you're saying basically $10 more, I can have two gigs. Yeah. But I've got a yeah, but I got a flip phone, so I can't it's not even worth having data because I can't even see the screen enough to it's not even worth trying to fool with getting on the internet on this little flip phone. It's a nuisance if you try to get on the internet with it. I can't even I can't even remember. I can't even remember the name of the company, but uh before my second retirement I was uh and uh, there's there's this company that's putting up cell towers uh, way out in the middle of nowhere for for the remote locations and stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. the uh, uh, actually the you know, cell technology is getting even really popular even amongst the uh, the native folks, you know, and 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 that sort of thing. And uh, I bought a phone from them, and. I think it was two gigs, and uh, I I could tether it up to my laptop and use use it for uh, internet, and I was I could even stream videos, and I, I thought, wow, this is great, <laughs> and I ended up blowing through about two gigs like nobody's business. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next thing you know, I was calling them up, you know. Or if you're trying to upload videos, when you make some people 
that make videos I heard on YouTube say sometimes it could take an hour or more to upload a video, just one video. So they're using, I guess, data. Well, yeah. Um, that uses a lot of, I guess, data. Um, well, uplo upload speeds tend to be a whole lot less than download speeds. Uh, mm -hmm. Most most app most people. I mean, uh, pretty much, uh, yeah, industry wide. Yeah, download is always uh, just fast, exactly. fast, fast. You know, and and upload is. So, uh, in other words, if you're uploading, it's using a lot of data, or it's just slow. Like, does that equate to if it's taking an hour, it's going to use up a lot of data, or is it just equate to just it's just going to be slow well yeah, in other words, it's like, is that like squeezing water through a a, a syringe oh, as okay. compared to, to a fire hose you know download speeds are the fire hose and upload speeds are like squeezing it through a syringe you know Oh, but just because it takes an hour doesn't mean you're using up a whole bunch of data because it slowed down is what you're saying no right? it's not going to mean that you're no. okay Data is all about uh, somebody on. Hey, Cheryl. Yeah, good, good oh, morning, Christina. Yeah, hey, Christina. I tell you what, I haven't gone oh. to bed yet. I'm wide awake. <laughs> I called you. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Rip. Interrupting. Uh, but I tell you what, I will never go on Lauren's call because none of those people. Yeah, are, are making any sense. None of them. Lauren? Lauren, Lauren did she come on? When did she come on? She's on after Frank. After Frank? You know what I told her? They're sitting there laughing about my ideas. Well, I'm going to tell you something. You know what? I go, you tell you, any of you TIs that really mean business, what have you started? What have you started? No, that's what you asked. That question. Okay. So they were laughing at your idea of what, doing the meetups and getting together and with other TIs in different cities? Doing buying radio time, you know, just oh. putting the word out there. Putting the word out there. Mm -hmm. And this way we could get the ones that have been shy and haven't put out, you know, that haven't come out of the woodwork yet, you know, mm -hmm. to get people that are, you know, have been CIs for a long time to convince them that, hey, they're not that bad, you know, they're really not that bad. Why don't you come and join one and see what you think about it? And then once they start thinking about it and they go to one meeting or two, maybe two, they might like it. And then they will bring on more people for affidavits or to show up in, in D.C., you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're sitting there laughing. I go, well, I'll tell you what. Now that you all think this is a damn joke, okay, Let's see. Okay, so I'm listening. What ideas have you had? And none of them can answer. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm Do sorry. you know her? I, I don't know who she is. Isn't she kind of new? I on know the I've been hearing about her probably the last three, four weeks. As she goes out oh, to Frank, I want to know what she was about. 
Okay. Right. I don't. I don't care for her so much. You know. So this was your first so. time on her show. That was the first time on her show. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. I, I tell you what. I don't like the people on there because they don't even want. I didn't hear. You know what they want to do? Send mailers what? out. You know what mailers and now- do? They get thrown in the well. garbage can. <laughs> Oh, oh, or intercepted by by the people that they got working at the post office for mail. It goes with the schedule, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, the or the mail hackers will get a hold of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mr. Rappaport, how you doing? He must not be on. Oh, oh that's he said he right. Was going to get coffee or something. He said he was going to yeah. step next door no, somewhere. It was very rude. I mean, they insulted me and made me feel bad. Because I'm going to tell you oh. something. I don't see no motherfucker out there except me and Richard and Deborah and maybe you and you. you, you but, you know, you got your, quote, family issues. And that comes above anything. Your children, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, I have been doing my own little activism. I'm getting my little group together thanks to this lady here, Linda, that I talked to. She's been helping get me. We do little conference calls. It's a small group, but it's going to grow. Ideas. We could get make some of this. This way, we got Georgia covered. Then we go down. Okay, Illinois. uh, I think Earl's doing that. And I think I'm going to try to make him captain of this state. And then this way I could work on the other state. If they, I go, listen, if all you jerks don't want this over with, you go ahead. You laugh and see where you all get by. I go, you know what's going to happen with a mailer? A mailer. We're not in the window <laughs> business. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I never did me. You know, to tell you the truth, I did mail her and you know where it got me? Nowhere. I might have gotten one right. call, if even that. Mailers right. don't work. They don't. But we got YouTube now, and we got Facebook now, and we there's other websites too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are they doing? Ever advertising Tasty Freeze, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but Deb- Deborah came on. I'm gonna have a talk with her. I'm gonna find out why, what the hell, why she was on their their side because Deborah came in. Deborah? I mean, maybe she, maybe said Deborah. I, I know maybe she wasn't on their side. Maybe she was. I go, thank you for helping me out here. I might not be saying it right, but what I what I mean is well, and what I mean is business. And if people want to just sit on damn phone and just talk about it, listen, we have flyers out there, and when I agreed with them, guess what? They didn't like it either. So guess what? They're not ready to do shit. I'm ready to do. You know what, Cheryl? 
I really wish that you will join Citizens Justice and try to work with me on that so that we could get that whole damn state of Georgia and even get our my people from the radio station involved. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've got this project going, I think I told you, with this stuff in the house that I'm trying to get done so I can get the heck up out of here and get other things done besides worry about bullshit like paperwork. Yeah, I'm That's one of the reasons why I don't answer calls and I don't call people right back and sometimes I might take a day or two or three and, uh, and, and, and you know, and calling in on these calls kind of takes my mind away from dealing with the bullshit in the house and the stuff I'm trying to get done. going on, which is cool, but nobody with their organization is doing anything about it. I want to work with Richard, and I want to, I want to see if he'll cover North Carolina. He's already doing a whole bunch of shit. I give the guy credit, yeah. you know? Oh, yeah, he's always on top of the game. We had a little bit from what he thought. We had a little bit of this spew back about a month ago or so. And I really like the man, and I think he he's he's a very strong, desperate person that wants to do something for his country, you know. Mm-hmm. And he's hard of gold, and I do too. But if people are mm-hmm. fucking, and I go, you know what? You just got a nerve to laugh at me, and you aren't fucking doing nothing yourselves. You go ahead. You sit there and you play with your lives. But I'm not going to play mm-hmm. with mine. Mm-hmm. I ain't got buddies out here. And I meant you. Well, I even did some simple things. I had an idea of um, finding a, what, what do they call those markers? Um, and I don't know. I want to find some that I can use on a vehicle. I thought about riding things on my vehicle, you know, I've got this van, right, and, and, and going out in public with things about this shit, like with website addresses or just some terms or something that can change that, like washable markers so I can take it off. And that, she's just something with you. You know what I don't understand? Okay. Girl, you know what I don't understand? 
Right. What I'm saying, what I'm saying, okay, and you're my buddy, you're my, you're my buddy, you're my friend, I love you like a sister, I'm not kidding. You know, I don't understand people want to go out there and go spend money when they could just go to a fucking local restaurant and try to do some work themselves.
you need a justice. I am the citizen, I need a justice. How clear could you get? You know, we want our country back. We want our freedom back. You know, like you said, what, you're 47 or 50 or something like that. Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> twenty years to thirty years on this earth. Okay, okay. Oh, that's the thing. Somebody claimed that TIs usually die by the time they're sixty something. You're what? Some people claim somebody was claiming that real TIs don't live past sixty something. <laughs> How do you like them apples? Sixty one. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it all I got. I'm not. I'm not gonna ever give up. They can just do do what they need to do, and I'm gonna do what I need to do. Just let me get done with this. Okay, I'm telling you what. I gotta get done with this project, and then I'll I'll be interested in and and more have better attention towards. I'll give you. I'll give you the time to do whatever you need to do, and then. When you're ready to talk, I'm, ta- I'm talking by spring. I'm talking by spring, so we're talking okay. about a couple months, say February, March, yeah, by April, something yes, or whatever. But, so I'm talking. Give, I need a couple months because I've got once I finish the groundhog came out. You know what that means? We're gonna have an early spring. Jordan. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about by April, like something around. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever it takes. Let's get it done this year. That's all I'm saying. Okay, maybe it might not be July. Maybe it might not be July. Maybe it'll be August. But let's do it. And I won't be upset with you if you decide to go with somebody else. You know? Mm-hmm. Because friends are friends forever. You know? I believe that. But what, what I'm crying about now is because I put my heart out to take because all those people that were on there were all young and I'm sitting there bleeding my heart out to them. I want to do this for people that are younger than me so that mm-hmm. they don't have to. You know what? They're starting at square one. They're talking about making flyers. I go, well, you know what? You're talking about making flyers? Guess what? That's already been done. It's online already. Then they call this girl Gail, saying she's a paralegal. I don't know who she is. Do you? Wait a minute. Are you talking about the girl Gail that lives in an RV from California? They made a call to some girl, and her name was Gail. Okay. And what did she say? Is she trying to get people to come to Washington, D.C. in August? The way to do it is to do mailers. And I told her, she goes, well, hey, we all want to work with you. You got, you got some good ideas. I go, well, it's not only me. It's everybody. Everybody's got to get together or need to get together and make this a group. Not everybody against each other. Let's, what's me? Okay, so if you want to use your idea, fine. Why can't we use everybody's idea? Okay. Which is fine, mm-hmm. you know. We could use this one for 
the time. If it if they if it's successful, we keep it. If it isn't, we drop it. We go to the next. Mm-hmm. I go, we yeah too, but we need to do a fundraising so we could pay for this. Just like you, if you came out and said, Christina, I got this most wonderful idea. I'd say, Cheryl, okay, fine, let's use it. Let's try it. And then, you know, while, if it didn't work, well, we go back to the next best thing, which would be, you know, which which would be to try something else. But I would really give you the opportunity. I was doing a lot of talking. You know, sometimes when I get going, you know, you know, I get... Um, you know, I get my mouth is motor mouth, <laughs> but it's, it's just that I put my heart out to this, this, this Lawrence call, trying to help some young people, trying to get, they, they were, you know what they were talking about? It's starting to make flyers up. And when the flyers are done, it talks about that already. It's saying that this is a scam and that your penalty could be up to 25 years in federal prison, blah, 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 blah. I go use our phone, use our behind. And then they're saying, oh, well, what should we put in these fires? Well, let's see. This is murder? <laughs> you know? I mean, come on. I'm not going to let this upset me because I got high blood pressure and a heart, heart condition and a bad heart condition. I'm going to make these next, this next year. like Jerry Lewis Marathon. He had a goal to make so many millions a night for those kids. Right? 
and he made it a goal. But guess why? Because everybody was serious. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't well, I will tell you You didn't want to I didn't want to get nasty. I didn't want to say, all oh, you fucking assholes don't know what it really is to be targeted. Because if you did, you would get serious and listen and give some ideas out. Only one idea to do a mailer. I go, what do you think? You're selling candy? That's what I told him. I could have sat there and I could have said, you, all you assholes don't know. I lost my mother. So what did somebody else say over this? I lost my mother. My mother's murdered over this. You know what? So some girl comes out, well, I lost 12 friends. Mm-hmm. So I go, what is this, a contest? There's nothing like losing a mother. And you know that, girl. Mm-hmm. I love my mother. My mother was my good buddy. She was a good mother. She lost her husband at 39 years old. She raised five of us kids. And she didn't deserve to die over it. And I tried to go out there so I would help people. And they're all sitting there. Everybody's arguing. It became a big joke. And I said, well, since when is your life a joke? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I'm not going on horns. Call for shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you tried anybody, anybody else's call? I gotta talk to Deborah. I want to find out why why this happened. I don't know who Deborah is. I don't think Deborah is the one from Wisconsin. You know oh, Deborah. She's the uh, dog in the book. Uh, uh, Ryan calls her Deb. She comes on and Ryan says her Richard and Deborah talk a lot. Okay. No. And I know you, uh-huh. everybody talks to Richard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, including Richard. So I didn't mention nobody's names, but I says, listen, I got a TI. He's been a TI for quite a while. He's doing a lot of good things. A lot of good things. And you are sitting there. You don't have one fucking idea what you're doing. At least I'm I'm trying to put something out there that I know could work. And I'm very good at it. Not to brag, but when I, I might take me some time to get something started. But once I get going, I come out like a diamond. And it's true. That's who I am. So when I, I don't mean to brag brag about myself, but that's how I learned that since a little girl. He said, I never give up. And then when I might take time doing something, but you gotta understand, I just lost an uncle. My uncle died. Yeah, I know I know you know about that. Um mm-hmm. you know, I had I got my mother involved in no. I'm taking care of, oh, she fell yesterday, by the way. 
Mm -hmm. somehow is on the phone. And you know how these area rugs are. Sometimes they could be slippery. I think she, Mm -hmm. I was in the, she was on, she she just got a phone call. I think she slipped on that rug. She hit her head on the end table and she, her whole back of her head was bleeding. I, you know, I was freaking out because she's 94 years old, you know. So I get a full, but I'm still putting my time out for you guys and myself, of course, you know. But mainly your kids, other people's kids, because they gotta, if this martial law goes through, everybody's saying, oh, well, it's already here. Well, yeah, it might be, but that, remember, we're paying for this country. Mm-hmm. We own this country. Not the one that sit behind the desk trying to run it and run it the wrong way. We own it. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? when they kill off every fucking body and they got nobody to govern. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that if they were to kill everybody off, who are they going to be a government for? You know, that's what I'm saying. <sighs> Sorry for crying, but they really hurt uh-huh. my feelings. They hurt my feelings. Trying to do something, I really am trying to do something. I'm not trying to just sit here being a nobody and be a somebody. I don't want. I told Richard yesterday, today, yesterday. I go, you know what, Richard? I don't give a shit if it's just me or just you or ten people. I want to hear everybody say we did it, not just me. Not just you, or not just Cheryl, or not just Deborah. We all did it together. Mm-hmm. I wasn't putting you down, though, so don't think that, you know? I oh, no. That. You, t- you, you, you understood what I'm not, right? I mean, it, we didn't do, we didn't get, we didn't win anything because one person. Right. We did it because fought it together. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. I'm not going to upset myself because I will end up having fucking in the hospital today. And I, I shouldn't let any, you know, if, if, if I had, if, if I want to be a bitch, I will call, I should fucking call that number down and get Lauren's line and say, you know what, all you assholes, go ahead. Play with your legs. You know? Because that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. At least I understand your what's going on with you. You know? Yeah. I understand that you got some things that cannot be set back. You know? You gotta take care of them. I- that's an, you know, I mean, it's a legitimate reason, not even an excuse. It's a legitimate reason, you know? Mm-hmm. Your kids come first, you come first, 
and done when you got the time to put it out. I could, I'm not going to sit there and say I could depend on Cheryl because Cheryl might end up being something else might come up. You know, I'm still hoping and praying for you that you get your own place so you have your time with your kids. Your time. I like you a lot, Cheryl. I really do. No, I'm sorry, though. You go through what you're going through. Because you know what? When my daughter left home, it was the hard, it was the hardest thing for me. So, but I wasn't in this shit either, you know. But it did hurt. It did, and it does hurt. It's like you gave your whole life out for these kids, and all of a sudden you notice that they they made Mary go around, go on. And you're in the middle of that merry-go-round, and they won't even stop the merry-go-round to get mom a hug and say, Mom, I know what you're going through. You know, I understand you. I really do. Right. The did it to me. And there's nothing like your kids leaving you. And, okay, maybe they haven't left you yet. But it's, right. it's not. It's the hardest thing I ever went through. Mm-hmm. You know? Really, it is. It really is. When your kids left, is that what you said? That's the hardest thing. Kids is the hardest thing you could ever go through. It's like mm-hmm. if when you turn this fucking Mary go round. And then you're in the middle of miracle round and trying to get a hold of them. And they just mm-hmm. let the miracle round go round and round and round and round. And you're sitting there looking like the big clown. Right. You know? Like I'm, and you're like thinking, I'm thinking, I want to get off here too. <laughs> just stop the damn gang already. Oh, I'd love I want to go. Yeah, I don't want to keep so going around and around. I know you they can get off, kids. but I got to stay on. That's kind of yeah. what you look at it like everybody's getting off but us, right? <laughs> so help me, God. I know you love your kids with your whole heart. And that's what they're putting you And it's like mm-hmm. some lady told me something one day, long time ago. She's gone. She passed away. She says, God only rent our children to us. They're not for kids. I'm still here. I, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm still here. I'm listening here. Oh, hey, okay. Ray. How are you doing? But, you know, we were, we were talking about China. If, I, if, I, if I'm not interrupting. Oh, no. Uh, no, I'm still no, we, we, we were, we were talking. You. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, yeah, we're talking about China earlier, and uh, w- one thing I'm, I've been sitting here thinking about it. And one thing that China has recently implemented is yeah. a program that actually keeps track of. I don't know what China uses, but your likes, the 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 amount of likes that you have on on your social media. Yeah. Uh-huh. And they're and they're starting to use the amount of likes you have 
like well when you when you when you go to uh, uh, apply for for a position you know yeah that's 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 going to be uh, a critical thing that they look at uh, you know if you're not a if you're not a real people pleaser uh, they don't want you yeah, I gotta yeah. wonder I gotta wonder about that what do you think about no, that? Report. I got on Lauren's line and you know I am doing everything possible to help everybody that I possibly can I've been a TI for 11 years and I get I've never been on her line before but I was trying to put some good ideas out there my, my, I, I am the founder of Citizens Justice. And, but, what the shit? This one girl says, oh, well, we're going to put mailers, you know, mailers, you know, those mailing things that you advertise for windows or something like that. I go, well, why don't you just sell candy? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on. I'm trying to put meetings together to get people to know more TIs and more TIs so we could get our country back. And I figured he'd sit there and be laughed at. Oh, fuck it. Go ahead. It's kind of, we, we're, we, we are halfway there of losing our freedom. If we already have it. You know? What do we know? We're the last ones to know. And I think you're a very smart man. I, I, I listen to you all the time. Okay? And I'm not just saying that to, you know, put a smile on your face. I do think you're very smart. You got a good head on your shoulders. But when I put my heart out to somebody, okay, and they are going to sit there and laugh about it, Okay, motherfuckers, and guess what? Go ahead. Sit there and play on the phone, and you know what's going to happen. You're all going to end up being fucking murdered because you can't figure out yet. The flyers have been out for two years already, if not long. It's not long. So. But I do want, I did want to share that with you. I think you're a very intelligent person. I listen to you. But also, did you hear about the, the other thing from China? It's called the killer chip. Did you hear about that? Well, no, I didn't. But uh, I, I, I got to say, I'm sorry, too. You know, I, I I really didn't mean to be mean, and now I realize I was being mean. So I'm okay. sorry. Okay. okay. You don't know what happened. So, you know, my mother got murdered from these motherfuckers. I lost my brother, and I just recently lost my uncle. And I got my in-law, my mother-in-law, which is 94. I got a full plate going on. And then I'm still making time for everybody out there because I got a good heart. And I don't want to see these young kids go like misery. Young kids, you know? I don't want to see her go to what I've been through. 
or you've been through or Cheryl's been through. We want to fix this, don't we? Don't we want to see get our country back so that they got a freedom of life like we've had? I believe in my country. I would I fight for my country. Well, I'll tell you what, the ones that are ignorant are the ones that are going to pay the most. <laughs> That's what I believe in. I apology well accepted. Thank you for that because it means it meant a lot for me. Okay, thank you for that. You know, you get the right to your own opinions. You know what I'm saying? Everybody does. You know. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah I, I. I'm kind of like. Uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of like you operating think, think. operating from an uh, entirely different uh, uh, point of perspective, and uh, you know, I when when you think you're right and you think you know it all, then, then it's I guess it's pretty easy to uh, be taken for exactly that. You know, uh, blowhard. Thing exists that you know I I got. Two people decided to fuck me over. I gave, I did them a favor by letting them stay by my house because they had nowhere to go. And next thing I found out, they were extreme alcoholics that were very violent and abusive towards me. They threw me against the damn frame of a patio door, uh, patio door, and I had blood all over my thing, all over the back of my head. And from there, they stole my identity and found out where my primary home was. And the next thing I knew, I was getting poisoned and drugged. I had been, I've, I've been through the ringer. But I'm not going to sit there and feel sorry for myself. I'm going to do something about it, you know? It's not me. I'm a fighter. I'm not, I don't give up. And I won't give up, you know. You are a man of your own words, you know. <laughs> yeah. I think I think there's great benefit in feeling sorry for yourself. I mean, it 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 gives me when when I go off and 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 I'm feeling sorry for myself, you know. I, I, it's it seems like there there's always this kind of like cycle that I go through, you know, like like a washing. Washing machine well, goes through cycles, you know. I but, don't uh, believe in the people being cycle. I think that they just go off their own little cloud or whatever. But no, I didn't say I didn't say psycho. I said cycles. Uh, oh, like like a, like a you know a, a washing machine goes through cycles. And, and I, I, I'm just explaining, you know, why why feeling sorry for yourself can be a very good thing. Uh, that's the way I. Feel. I don't know. I've 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 been there, done that. This thing that happened to me should never happen to me. I don't think anybody that has done nothing wrong, especially to their country, and they love their country, and they've been a good person all their life, and then they get stuck on a program like this. You know, I think it's all off for the wrong reasons. You know. 
So I'm just feeling hurt right now because I tried to put my heart out to about eight young people and they don't want to listen because they're so ignorant. You know, they think they know it all. And when the older person comes along, okay, and they try to give them good advice, a way to get something going, okay, they don't want to listen. They want to just sit there and laugh. Okay. Okay, well, you go ahead. You be the asshole. Be the one that it's your fault that we never got past, how would you say, past A or B. Yeah. Are you a are you a Mark Twain fan? My, I'm my not favorite. Mark, my, my favorite. <laughs> well, well, he did write some books, <laughs> but yeah. uh, 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 my favorite Mark Twain quote was: uh, He said, "I left home when I was 14, okay. and I did not I did not come back home until I was 20." Okay. And, and I was amazed at how much my dad had learned in six years. Hmm. In Chicago, that you talk about Mark Twain, my mother, my, my mother, my father, her sisters, they all used to hang around. There was a going place. It was called the Mark Twain. And they all used to go there and do ballroom dancing and everything else. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that. Something silly for me to just bring up, maybe. Well, do you, do you see the irony in that statement? You know, it wasn't his dad that had learned anything. He, he right. came home at 20. He came tw home at 20 and, and realized that what his dad had been telling him all along was true, you know. So yeah. it, it was a little bit of tongue-in-cheek irony. That was, uh, well, Sam mm. Clemens, that was his real name. Mark Twain was his nom de plume. But uh, I, I, I think at this point, what you're talking about, I, I, at this point, uh -huh. I, I thought that quote would be uh, pretty spot on with what you're saying. How, yeah. how young people, young people, or some people act actually uh, act like they know it all and they don't want to listen to you. They know it all. I yeah. mean, you know, my dad taught me something that when he was a young punk, as he used to say, he says, "I knew it all." <laughs> you know, he goes, and when you get old enough, you know, I mean, I was little when he told me this, nine, maybe eight, nine years old. He goes, you're going you're gonna to think you know it all, too. But what I don't understand is this is a different world now from when we were young. And they won't even listen to a good point, you know? Are you a GI or not? I, I, was, I was never sure. <laughs> no, I was never sure either. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've had I've had some particular issues in my life that uh, I, I don't think it was uh, like specifically being targeted. I think it was just okay. the way I was the way I was born. Well, T, you would know if you're a TI. 
And if you haven't been through a lot like we have been through, um, the pain, the agony, the pain that they put you through, it's, it's seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Because it's pretty much fucking melting down your brains down to nothing. Number one. Number two, you know, um, I was talking. You know, when something is strange. I was talking. Yeah. I I was talking a little earlier about China and uh, the criticality of reducing a, a standing population. Uh, in order to increase uh, living standards of the survivors, and that makes right. sense if you stop and think about it. I mean, if this, if these, uh, if they're experimenting with limiting uh, age, uh, reducing the population by by less traumatic means than than you know outright uh, slaughter, <laughs> murder, that, that sort of thing. You know, I, I can see where. It makes sense. It, it, there is a logic to it. I mean, well, we humanity has overcome so many adversities and, and increased the, the general health of the entire planet that uh, people are reproducing exponentially now. And yeah. it, it is it, uh, the, and, and it is that increased population that's causing the pollution and the deg- degradation of, of everything. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that we just been, our parents taught us a lot because their parents had rough lives. So they were strict on us. And these kids today don't know what it is to, 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 to do a math quotation or a math question without looking at a fucking calculator. Okay? If they did they they would have never gone past kindergarten. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I went to Catholic school, you know? If you didn't listen to that nun, you have a pointer up your ass. You know what I'm saying? And they don't want to learn anything. Because they know it all, like you said, what Mark Twain said. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot of reading? Huh? Well, I I used to, but uh, my eyes are getting so bad that uh, I can't really get in. You can't really get into it very, very deep now. I I mean, I, I do... I do a lot of reading on the internet because I have a a, a great a great big uh, computer screen that I can I can make the letters okay. big so I don't have to squint and strain. Uh, can't you get that surgery done? No. Yeah, you know I thought about that, but uh, uh-huh. from what I understand, I mean the surgery doesn't work any better than glasses. It's just uh, you know, and and once you get it. It's a done deal. You can't go back. You know, there's, there's. If they make a mistake, if they make a boo boo, uh, they can't go back and fix it. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think it's talking just, about that. I think it's just inside edition. They said some people went and they didn't do it right, and the people was like, "Ice will burn shit out of them," or something. 
And, you know, but if you feel that it's not the right thing to do, then don't do it, you know? Yeah. No, I'd rather just get a new pair of specs every so often and uh, call it good. Like, uh, you've been wearing glasses for a long time. Uh, well, I, I'd say uh, I start. I started using those, you know, those cheap reader glasses. Uh, oh gosh, in my thirties, and then things got. And I, I wasn't. I wasn't helping the situation at all. I, I was getting flash burns from welding and. Uh, and that sort of thing. Part part of my my uh, career. Is that what you, you know. did for a living? Works in a factory or welding and stuff. Yeah, I was a. Uh, I I uh, well, um, in the old days they called us millwrights, and I was a uh, uh, process, processing uh, uh, equipment technician. Oh, and, uh, okay. I did. I did. I designed and built machinery sometimes. Other times, I would take a you know a good good solid old antique and and modernize it and and uh, make make it uh, more productive and and, and uh, less wasteful. That sort of thing. Yeah. My husband uh, has been in the factory business for forty years, and he is uh, a quality control. Uh, like supervisor, he's in he's up in level four, and uh, for you know like aerospace, that's what he does. And he started out really young, just in quality control, you know, doing final inspection and stuff. And he loves it, you know. So you know, so works. I'll tell you tell you a little story you might get a kick out of uh, okay. one place that I worked at they hired this kid uh, to work in the tool room and uh, he, he was just he was exceptionally bright and and uh, he want he wanted more than anything else uh, to get a job with Boeing because he had been through oh. their uh, airframe and power plant. He had gone to tech school and, and taken the airframe and power plant courses and graduated. But he and he was a qualified uh, technician, but he couldn't get a job with Boeing. And uh, as time went by, you know, I, I could see him getting more and more and more frustrated. And uh, we got to be pretty good friends. You know, we'd go out and have a beer, you know, maybe shoot some pool and stuff. And uh, so. Uh, one one time, you know, he, he comes comes to my house, and he comes in, and, and I'm actually sitting in the couch I'm sitting in now, and he was sitting in the couch across from me, and uh, I can still see him sitting there, and he just broke down. He was he was just totally destroyed, you know, and I said, and I said Eric, what's the matter, you know? And he says, oh, he says, I, I give up. I give up. He always had a glove box full of job applications, Boeing job applications. I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll tell you what. Go get one of those applications out of your glove box. I'm going to help you fill one out. He brought it in. <laughs> and and I said, okay, uh, uh, fill out all the information, but, but, but for the part where you've had experience, put in that yeah. you work for, put in you work for Lockheed Martin. 
and and uh, oh. that you did you did you did five years with Lockheed Martin, and at that time Lockheed had just shut down a huge uh, facility. Oh and, shit. Uh, <laughs> And and they had they had changed cans. Lockheed was going. I, I don't even know if they're still around anymore. But they the uh, those divisions anyway. But you know that's a monster company. And so uh, and I thought and he's like I can't do that. I can't lie. Yeah, he was a Catholic schoolboy too. He says I can't lie. <laughs> and he, he says I'll get in trouble. And I said well I tell you what you know what do you got to lose you know and I'm I'm telling yeah. you. Those Boeing people, they look at this stuff. They'll ask you a few questions, you know, about airframe power plant technology. They'll test you to see how, what, you know, what kind of brains you really got. And and I, I swear, I, I guarantee you, you'll get a job, you know. So guess what? You know, yeah, you know what happened. He went in there. He, he went through everything like a breeze. I, I don't even think Boeing even bothered to contact anybody uh, to see if his his credentials were authentic and uh, sure. he got he got a job in Q&A and and that, okay. that, that I, th I thought that was it. and uh, I, I I told him you know and he says well how, how can I do this how can I do this job I said don't worry about it you know they will tell you everything you need to know all you got to do is do exactly what they tell you don't give them any grief and you're in like Flynn and I said besides that on the bullet boards on the bullet boards they've always got these opportunities you know uh, you can go on your own time you can go take this course you can go that take that course the company will pay for it you don't you don't go a dime out of pocket all you lose is some time and you will you will you know progress up the ladder and uh the last time I talked to him well, was years ago. Now uh, uh, he was married. He was married. Uh, had this beautiful wife. Uh, they were they were buying a they were buying a deluxe house up in Bellevue, and uh, wow. you know he was he was just he was just one happy camper. Yeah, and and That's yeah, great. he was yeah he was senior he was uh, uh, senior quality control. Yeah, he had, oh, okay. Yeah, that's what my husband does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, I just uh, proud of that boy. He, he works in uh, basically aerospace, and they do a little bit of, uh, you know, like these um, things they put in your hearts and stuff like that. He does final inspection to make sure they're exactly right, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, pacemakers and stuff like that, you know, they, yeah, they check those, but mainly it's all aerospace. So, but so your friend is okay now, huh? I mean, he's happy and everything. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I haven't seen him for years. We grew apart, you know. I mean, he got pretty high tone. I mean, he was, yeah. he was, he was, he was driving a big fancy car, and and he was wearing a thousand dollars worth of clothes, and his wife was, you know, the same way, and all of that, you Ooh. know. So he he yeah. he he was off, uh, you know, fulfilling uh, his dream, living his dream. Not to be nosy, but what happened to you, your wife? Right? Were you ever married or what? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was yeah. married twice, and uh, you know, I, I've, it, it took it took two marriages to, for me to come to the, you know, the the logical conclusion that, that I'm just not 
not the type of guy that should be in a uh, relationship like that or any kind of relationship. My, my husband always says like this. He always tells everybody he meets, he goes, well, do you know what? He says, don't you know, if you get married the first time, it's the same woman. They just got a different mask on. <laughs> That's what he says. So basically, all this woman, I guess, are the same. <laughs> I don't laugh about it. I don't know. Maybe I don't. I don't know the the truth of the way I feel about it. But the the way I feel about it is, uh, I I was really stupid, uh, absolutely stupid, when I first right got there. married. And uh, oh. you know, I I did not I did not treat my wife uh, the the way a man right. should treat a woman. And uh, that was that. And that, well, and actually, that wasn't. She she hung with me, but uh, what really broke the marriage up was when uh, when when women when it, women started getting uh, credit, where well, a woman could go to a bank and open her own line of credit, and uh, oh. she went she went crazy with that. She bought it. She bought a business, and she was buying. She bought a new car and a whole closet full of new clothes and stuff, all on credit. And and I was I was kind of freaking out because you know as part of the marital community, I'm responsible for that debt, and I I, I could I could see, th see what was coming, and sure enough, sure. How how is that? Because once a woman became where she could get credit. It was her own, her bill, not yours, right? Or because you were married, you thought. No. no, by law, as part of the marital community, uh, I was responsible for my wife's debts, her wife, the, the debts she accrued oh, uh, while we were married. If she wouldn't have paid it, you would have been stuck paying it. Right? Something right. like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I just made it. I just made it out. I just got got the divorce finalized just under the wire uh, before she declared bankruptcy, and then uh, ran off to <laughs> someplace else and start over. I guess. Oh boy! I, and then you got married a second time after that, huh? Yeah, my second wife. I actually met uh, before the before the internet was was uh here uh there were bulletin board systems and and she she ran a bulletin board and uh, she just impressed the heck out of me i mean she very intelligent very motivated you know type type of woman that would pack her own freight and uh you know not not expect somebody else to to uh you know carry her so i thought boy you know heck, i'm in like flint and i was uh we had we had a beautiful 17-year marriage, but uh, she got uh, she started having joint problems and 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 pain, you know, horrible damn pain, and uh, kept taking her back to the doctors and back to the doctors and 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 we just we went through a whole bunch of doctors, and it just kept getting worse and worse and worse to where the point where she would she she would actually spend a big part of the day just sitting and crying and uh oh yeah and then uh i had to get a i had to get a uh, wisdom tooth impacted wisdom tooth pulled and i went and got that done and, and I, I don't i don't uh, use pain meds you know and so i had this 
I got this big bottle of these horse pills, you know, and I, and I put it, put it up on top of the fridge and, uh, and I came home and, and all of a sudden she was, you know, all perky and happy and, and, you know, the, the woman I remembered, you know, and I'm thinking, geez, maybe there is a God, you know, and, uh, then I got to, got to check in later on and uh and i start, started getting suspicious and sure enough that that whole bottle of pills was almost empty and uh so i i kind of put my foot down you know and i said okay i said we're going to find out what the hell the problem is here so i i, I started uh well i uh, was pretty much maxing out my my medical insurance, and but I but I, I you know what I said we're going to find you a specialist you know I took her up to University of Washington, and uh, where they have they have you know cutting edge uh, state of the art diagnostic uh, medical facility up there, and they tested her and they tested her and they tested her and oh my god I mean they just every day it was uh, this test or that test or this test or that test and uh, then then all of a sudden the tests quit and uh, we you know I, I, we came back home here to Tacoma and uh, a couple days later you know the, we get this call okay come on in we went in there and this guy said uh, you you have a uh, uh, what 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 is it was a uh, it wasn't cancerous it was precancerous you have a precancerous thyroid and after all of the damn diagnosis fibromyalgia and this and that and the other and it all, all it turned out it it was her th thyroid and uh, they gave her a a, a dose of uh, radioactive uh, iodine. And then uh, later on, uh, it turned out that, that that was got her about halfway, so they gave her another dose of radioactive iodine. And then she had after that, then she had to go on these these other medications that you know balanced the hormones and, and other other body chemistry that that the thyroid normally takes care of. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know. Uh, that that whole experience, and I and I I, agree, I do think that it was, you know, having having her thyroid destroyed, uh, and 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 having to take those meds because I mean, she was just one person one day and the next person the next day and the next person the next day, and uh, I got to confess I was kind of fragged. I mean I was, I, I at, at this time you know I I was still working seventy hour weeks with uh, eighty hours if I got overtime. So I, I was really dog tired most of the time. And then, then coming home and having to deal with that. Oh my God. She'd want, she'd want to talk, you know, and I understand women, women have to talk. So I sit down and I said, you know, okay, what, what, what do you want to tell me? What do you want to say here? And she would start telling me what a horrible damn disappointment I was as a husband and how all this work and I was doing, I had abandoned her and, and that, that I was the son of a bitch because <laughs> I was, I wasn't being, being a full-time husband. I was out wasting my time, uh, gathering the means for, for us to live the, the life we were living, you know, and, uh, I couldn't take it. I mean, the stress, my stress levels went off through the roof and, and I just couldn't take it anymore. So. 
yeah, yeah, we ended up, and it, it was a very, very bad divorce. I mean, uh, yeah, she she took everything, <laughs> you know, of course, and uh, I get I get to keep uh, uh, my car, my old my old junky work car, you know, and uh, and uh, that was that was pretty much it. That, that uh, as far as any property that that we had gained during the marriage. And she took the entirety of the rest. She took the whole damn works. And uh, uh, last, the last I heard, she had joined some cult in Georgia and was. Uh, uh, and knowing her, she's probably the leader of the pack now. <laughs> but uh, anyhow, that was that's that's my that's my tale of woe. That, that's my my horrible story of the slings and arrows of outrageous. Sorrow and misfortune. Thanks for listening. Hello. I put everybody to sleep here or something? Ryan? Okay, I never did have that cup of coffee, so I think I'm going to see if I can get some sleep. Anybody out there that happens to still be listening, see you tomorrow. Your line has been dis.
You are joining the online studio. You are unmuted and can speak with the host. Muted. Recording started. <laughs> 